Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Sina Azari, coming at you live from the All Mindset Studio. You know, CEO Accredited is where you can find me out, out there on Instagram. Today, we got a guest co-host on my right side, the man. Many of you have already recognized him out there, especially coming back from Agent 2021, Mr. Chris Franchina, man. How you been, Chris? I've been good. I've been good. How you guys doing? How you guys doing, <laughs> man? Well, we're pretty fired up for you to spend your time co-hosting today, man. We're excited. Usually, we're with the people's advisor, educating, sharing some knowledge. But as you guys know, he's super active in the field and uh, definitely needs to go out there and handle some business. Without any delay, I'm excited to introduce her to you guys. We have a very successful realtor, uh, female leadership that's just dominating, actually, that's come down not too far from Southern Orange County. Her name is Rana Zand. How you doing, Rana? I'm good. How are I'm you? sorry. Let me, let, me, let me say it. Rana. Rana Zand. My Rana. apologies, Rana. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for making that drive. Hopefully traffic wasn't too bad for you. Not too bad. Not too bad. So um, how is it? How is it being uh, in, in the RE business? There's so many people out there that want to be in real estate. They sort of just watch all these uh, TV shows, Million Dollar Listing and uh, now in Orange County, we have real estate wars, right? I mean, is that really the life of a, of a realtor? Is that what it's like? Well, I think Hollywood puts its spin on all of those shows just to entertain us. It's not as glorified all the time as you may see, and it's not as dramatic as you may see either. It's a fun career if you're a people person and you're extroverted and you enjoy building relationships, then it's definitely something that you should look into. It can be quite lucrative too if you can sustain those relationships. And you nailed it dead on. For How about the introverts out there? You think that RE would work for the introverts? Are there successful introverts in RE in your opinion? I mean, I would hate to say that not everybody could do what they wanted to do. However, if you're introverted, it's going to be a challenge going through this industry because all you do is speak to people. That's pretty much 90% of my career and the bread and butter of it is just speaking to people and getting things done. So if you're shy in any way, it's going to be a bit of a challenge. Well, you heard it right there. So for all the introverts that are listening to All Mindset Podcast, reach out to me, especially if you're successful in the RE and insurance financial services space. I want to meet you and hopefully we can prove that wrong. But um, you can prove it wrong. That's the, that's our whole goal is to challenge the status quo. Exactly. So, uh, you know, Rana, what, what caught our attention is that um, you're clearly successful in your craft, real estate, and you have a pretty aggressive presence on social media, social media branding. How has social media played, uh, I guess, its role in helping you grow or build your business? It's been absolutely fundamental to helping grow my business. I think a majority of what makes a successful real estate agent in today's market is advertising, marketing, branding, and social media is the billboard of 2018, essentially. And it's a train. If you don't hop on, you're going to get left behind. So if you're not using social media to catapult your entrepreneurial business, then you're basically leaving behind the one free and most powerful tool that's at your disposal. So I've closed half of my transactions last year just due to social media leads. Wow. Well, yeah. Congratulations. Wow, you. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, I follow you on social media. And, Thank um, you for your everyone knows. Everyone knows that it follows you that you travel a lot. I do You're all over the place. You just got back from Thailand? Yes, Thailand. From Thailand. So tell mm-hmm. me, how many countries have you been to? Oh, that's another fun question. Um, a lot. I did study abroad in college, both for my bachelor's and master's. And then after I obtained my bachelor's degree, my father's present to me was uh, going through Europe, going through all the countries in Europe for two months. So wow. 
all of this life experience condensed into a number that I'm just going to give you off the top of my head, like 25? 25 countries. Yeah, well, because in that one Europe trip, I went to 10, and then the little trips I've done outside of that one big one, wow. just it's arbitrary, though. <laughs> Being in real estate and traveling to all these countries, are you automatically just sort of navigated to looking at homes, properties, oh, and start to gosh. compare that to your industry, or do you enjoy it as a tourist? No, absolutely. <laughs> my, my brain is wired and geared towards real estate, so wherever I'm at, I am just looking at houses all the time. Right now, when I was driving here, I was just looking at the houses around here. It's just who I am now. This is where my eye is drawn to. That's cool. Before we actually continue in this, for our listeners that haven't had the chance to meet you or know who you are, where can they find you out there on social media? Well, all of my branding is the same across all my social media pages. So Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, uh, Facebook, and Instagram, where I'm the most prominent. It's Real Estate by Rana. Real so, Estate by Rana. Yeah. Do you want to spell just, just your name for those that are... <laughs> R-A-N-A. That's cool. And then Real Estate by. So Real Estate by Rana. That's awesome. I actually called, uh, just so everyone knows, I called (laughs) Rana Brianna for probably three or four times until you finally corrected me. Yeah, but it brought us closer together. Yeah. 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 Now we have a solid relationship. Easy mistake. Yeah, it's totally an easy mistake. So, so three years ago, you get licensed in the real estate business. How is it your, you know, your first three, four months for those that are listening that want to get into entrepreneurship or getting into the into this industry? What's the first ninety days look like for an agent that wants to be very successful? I would say it's very important to put aside a specific amount of money that you'd like to spend on marketing. While social media is by far the best tool and it is free to your disposal and you need to learn how to market yourself using geolocation, hashtags, just many different outlets because there's even those uh, the, the pods that you can join where you have a group of people that will go like and comment on your things and you can help catapult your following and influence. Outside of that, you do need print ads as well. So marketing is not inexpensive. These notepads, these flyers, direct mailing to your farm, these things cost money. And I would say putting aside about, it's, it's completely at each person's discretion, but about 5000 I'd say, for the first six months to really spend on your logo, your brand, and, and getting your name out there, not only on social media, is quite important for your success. Wow. You said you said 5000 for the first? I mean, it's, it's an arbitrary number I'm throwing out there. I'm just going based off of how much I know print ads cost and how much branding costs and logo creation. And if you want a strong logo and you're dealing with a reputable graphic designer, they're not always inexpensive. So, yeah, about 5000 for the first six months is important to know that you're going to spend on marketing, branding, and getting your entrepreneurial name out there. And you've done a great job doing that. I mean, you definitely caught Chris's attention, and I don't think he was even looking for a home. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You definitely caught my attention. I'm glad. <laughs> I do have a question. I have a lot of friends that are obviously millennials. Um they are intimidated to get into the business. I have a lot of them that have wanted to go into insurance or real estate or something that is uh, where they can have their own schedule. They don't have their own, they don't have a boss. They could do kind of whatever they want to do, but they're so intimidated by this commission only uh, business. So what would you kind of tell the audience to kind of get them to come out of the shell and not let someone put, a, I guess, a salary over their name and kind of tell them what their worth is? Okay, so I consider a salary, a corporate salary, and health insurance, dental insurance, all of the benefits that come along with it, somewhat as invisible handcuffs. 
Wow, invisible handcuffs. <laughs> That's the first time I heard that, but I'm going to reuse that one. Oh, I'm glad you like it. That was that was on me. Uh, no, my <laughs> husband came up with that. <laughs> That's cool. Props uh, to your husband. What's, what, what's your husband's name? David. David what's up, David, David out there, man? Aww, so invisible, <laughs> invisible handcuffs. So tell us more about these inv invisible handcuffs. <laughs> so I think as a society, we're geared to expect these things as a backup in our lives if you think oh my gosh I have to take care of my own health insurance or my own dental insurance or what about a 401k you get nervous you get scared and then add a commission-based structure only to your income it's it's a terrifying concept but actually it can be so much so much more lucrative to work for yourself that these invisible handcuffs will completely disappear as something in the back of your mind hindering you to take these steps so I would say 100% don't let the commission structure and the fact that benefits might not be at your disposal stop you. It's all what you have inside. If you have the drive and the ambition to push your career to the next level, whether you work for a corporation and you're making someone else's dreams a reality or you're making them happen for yourself, you're going to be successful. So it's what's inside of you. Don't let money or invisible handcuffs ever hinder what you think you're capable of. If you want to go into real estate and take that dive, just do it. If you have it in you to kill it, you'll kill it. If you're a little relaxed and lukewarm, then stay in the corporate structure and maybe that's what's best for you because you have to have something in you that others don't in order to kill it as an entrepreneur. So when did you know, I guess, your life stage that being an entrepreneur was what you wanted to do? Um, when I was working 15 to 16 hours for my previous career and I realized I was controlling X amount of dollars a month that was coming in as income for the company and I was making X amount myself and those numbers didn't come close to one another and it was a difficult pill to swallow and I thought to myself after speaking with my father and husband too of course because my mother too they're just amazing influencers in my life and I would say my mindset and my um, you heard that mindset, mindset, mindset. Uh, my goal-oriented nature and work ethic stems from their influence and, and their parenting and coaching. So props, props to mom and dad. Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely. That's awesome. And and yeah, so I just realized then that if I'm going to work 15, 16 hour days, I don't want it to be for a fixed income. I want the leisure of or the possibility of a commission because there's no cap there. Mm -hmm. So let's see what my 15, 16 hours can do when I control everything myself, including the income. Yeah, one of the perks, you get to you get to have your own schedule. A lot of people, uh, like when I first got in the industry, they um, they thought that the fact that you can make your own schedule, it means that you can kind of sit at home oh. in your PJs <laughs> no. and kind of just take it easy and like, wow, you get so easy, you work your own hours, you do what you want, but you, you really got to grind. But it gives you the opportunity to work the 15, 16 hour days, but on your own. It, it feels different. It doesn't feel like work when it's for yourself. I know mm -hmm. that's a cliche thing to say, and you hear everybody say it time and time again when they're entrepreneurs, but it truly doesn't feel like work. The catch, though, is you don't get sick days, for example. If you're mm -hmm. feeling under the weather, you need to show up because you don't have one boss. Every client is your boss. I have 100 bosses. Well said, and I know that you said sick days, you got to show up. I thank you because I know you mentioned before we went live that you're feeling a little under the weather. Thank we would have never guessed. Thank you. So thank, thank you for really just uh, delivering the full energy today because I, I know working when you're sick isn't the greatest feeling. So thank you. But hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I do it because I love it. That's awesome. That's cool. All right, I want to go back to all the countries again. I know you said you've been all over the world. Where is your favorite place? Oh, that's that's a fun question too. You guys are full of good ones. Um 
at no discrimination to any of the countries I've been to because I've loved them all, honestly. And my biggest passion outside of real estate is seeing the planet and how other cultures make life happen on a day-to-day -day basis because we are so, so lucky and blessed to be here in Southern mm -hmm. California. And unless you've gone out there and seen what's what's out there, you'll never know. No YouTube clip can ever get that across, you know, how oh, lucky yeah, you yeah. truly are. So that's my biggest passion outside of real estate is seeing the world. And I love everywhere I've been and the people I've met along the journey. But my favorite place, all that being said, um, is the Maldives. Wow, that's cool. I went there for my honeymoon last year. And I've never seen anything like that before. That's so, yeah. That's awesome. Maldives. I like that. We actually, one of our uh, good friends, Steve Kortz, he was at the Maldives. He's a surfer. He went out there on a yacht for 10, 12 days. They literally lived on the yacht and just surfed every day. Yeah, it's amazing. If, if the listeners aren't familiar, it's, uh, it's about a strand of 1,200 inhabited and uninhabited islands off the coast of Sri Lanka in the Indian Ocean. And some of them are just a 15 to 20 minute walk in diameter. Wow. So it's quite epic. And they're owned individually by the resorts. So they can't really. Um, monopolize on the real estate or the lack there of land because they can't put the huts that you'd stay in as a as a guest so everything extends out into the ocean everything is an over-the-water hut that's cool so you mentioned that the, the law of the land which is what RE is all about being in the business now for three years you're clearly successful um, you're continuing to build your clientele helping many people live the dream of home ownership investments um, and continue to grow their portfolios Share with us maybe some of the challenges that you had in, in getting to this level. Not not everything could have been rosy and just, you know, smooth sailing, right? So what, what are maybe some of the challenges or, or mistakes you've made that you've learned from that others that haven't been there can learn from by just listening to this? Okay. So there have been challenges. It's not all peachy keen. In the first year of my career, I was representing an investor of mine. And we went down the road of purchasing a home in East LA. It was a distressed property, um, a short sale actually. And it was approved by the bank and we went forward. Everything was peachy keen at the time and we transferred the EMD with, and it was the classic case of wire fraud. So EMD wow. is earnest, earnest money, money deposit. deposit. Okay, yes. so for those of us that just don't know the terms, so you. Oh yes, my. So my that's all right. So you so you transferred the EMD. And it was wire fraud. So this was a company that was actually quite reputable, and it was a brokerage that was in LA for 15 years. Last minute, they decided to go bad, and it it was all legit. It was a real escrow company. They had a BRE number. I believe it's DRE again now. Sure. But yeah, the broker was, everything was legit. I'll just say it again. Um, but they decided to empty out the escrow account and, and take off to Mexico. So was the escrow the, the, the faulty? Yes. Okay. Well, the agents too, because I spoke with the listing agent who we were buying the property from. She was representing the seller. And I actually got a title report from the title company that I used, and I called the seller and spoke with them directly, and they confirmed that they are selling the house. So I did the due diligence I needed to to make sure this wasn't going to be a faulty sale, but they did, in fact, take off with everyone's money. It was about $5 million total, and they fled to Mexico with, like, 20 different agents. And wow. the escrow company was quite a... So, so are those monies gone? I mean, what no, happens? No, well, I'm not sure what other agents and other victims of this situation had yeah. to go through, but I got every penny back for my client. Good for you. Yeah, good. Yeah, I went to small courts claim. Thankfully, our AMD wasn't. It was ten thousand dollars, so it wasn't a hefty, hefty. I know that's a lot of money. Sure. Um, it was something being a lot or a little is relative, but it was enough. And I went after, went to small claims court, and then 
we made a judgment against wow. the broker and we were awarded the money back. And the BRA actually has a really cool relief fund for anything like this that could happen. And I submitted an application to them as well. Good for you. On behalf of my client. Well, yeah, I have my client's best interest That's awesome. That's real. That's genuine. So uh, we got every penny back. That's awesome. Hopefully it's the same for the other victim. Wow. Yeah. Well, all of us, I know we go through struggles. Um, everyone gets through the struggles by having kind of a vision of where they're going, I think. What would you say is your why? Like, What keeps you driven when you're walking through the struggle and you're having those ups and downs? I know that we all go through the same type of thing. What's your why? Oh, okay. So my why is for my family. That's why I do everything. I am married and uh, my husband and I are talking about having children in the upcoming future. So I just want to provide truthfully. So this is all for my future children, for my family now. And then I also come from a very successful family where everybody is highly educated and has uh, epic careers. <laughs> so I have to prove myself to my mother and father and show them that, you know, I, I'm a success as well. Speaking about coming from a successful family, wh where are your roots from? Where does uh, Rana get to, I guess, call her uh, stomping grounds? Well, I'm Officially now from South Orange County, I've been there for six years, and I call that home. I love it very much. Uh, but I'm American first and foremost, Persian by descent and blood. My parents are from Iran, and they came here actually in 78, so one wow. year before your parents did. That's so cool, right before the revolution. Yeah. So 78, your parents come here, and then you're born in? 88. In, no, what city? Oh, Riverside. So so in... you're born in Riverside. Yeah. So So how is it growing up in Riverside? You went to school in Riverside? I did, yes. All the way through high school, college? Uh -huh. Yes. So how was it living in the, what was it, 90, is it 909? It was. 951? It changed to 951. Yeah, so <laughs> how, is it, how is it living in Riverside? And it was fun. It was you enjoyed a, that process? It was a fun time, yeah. I, I enjoyed it while I was there. I'm enjoying life now as well, very much in South Orange County too. I, I prefer that neck of the woods. So you end up building your practice or starting to build your practice in South Orange County. How far is, uh, I guess, the reach of, of your business in the RE space? Well, I mean, I was just telling you about East, East LA. LA. Right. So, <laughs> so it seems like a pretty good service grounds. Yeah, it's pretty far. And you're, you're licensed in um, California. Are you planning to get licensed in multiple states or are you licensed in multiple states already? I have wonderful agents that I refer business to in other states. So that's currently what I'm doing. I haven't thought about being licensed in other states. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a really cool journey. I also travel very far into San Diego, too. I have um, Airbnb investor clients mm -hmm. who buy homes, and then use them as vacation rentals. And I go out into La Jolla. I'm actually going to be going there after today's yeah, that's cool. Grinder. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Young lady's a grinder. She drove up from uh, South Orange County. What, what city in South Orange County would we call home or mm -hmm. close to it? I live in Foothill Ranch. So Foothill I Ranch. I work out of Ranch of Santa Margarita. Okay, cool. So out of RSM, out. driving up here to North County, then now driving back past there, south of San Diego. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the dedication of a grinder and a successful, successful businesswoman. Congratulations. Great job. Yeah, you live life on the road. Sure. I do, yeah. And then I started doing Airbnb commercials, too. I'm not sure if you guys saw that on my Instagram page, but I just flew back before Thailand from Miami where I did one. That's cool. Yeah, for the same clients I'm meeting in San Diego today. So commercials meaning where you advertise the, the home for, for, for Airbnb. For Airbnb? Mm -hmm. Okay, so the owners would, I guess, have you do that for them. Mm -hmm. And then Airbnb is their partner in the situation. So it's it's really cool. It's been an amazing journey. Awesome. And it just seems to be expanding into more amazing opportunities. Now I get to be here with you fine gentlemen. Thank you. Well, <laughs> I, I believe that 
many of our circumstances that we're in today is because of the decisions that we might have made three to five years ago. And I don't know if that holds true to you. If it does, where do you see yourself in the next three to five years? Well, I do have my business plan all mapped out, my five-year business plan, my three-year business plan, and my one-year, and then my one month. Um, in five years, I would like to, I guess, have two children, <laughs> but I, I don't think this is personal. I guess more about business. That's okay. I mean, a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs, it's tough to divide your personal business life when you live what you do. So, But that's part of the fun, in my opinion. I don't think I need to divide it in every walk, you know, and social media, I suppose I do divide it. But when I'm out on the road and I'm meeting people, I consistently bring in my personal life because I think it's it's more than just business. You guys have to get to know one another on a deeper level than that because we can sit here and talk about figures and numbers and how the stocks are doing and how that's going to impact your mortgage rate and what kind of house you should get into and what kind of investment that'll be in your rate of return, etc. But I actually care about how your weekend went, how old your children mm -hmm. are, what they're into, soccer, ballet, because I played soccer and ballet, so I want to know these things. I That's want to cool. know you on more than that level. So um, going so back So you're to your going question, back, yeah, to the, yeah. the five-year plan. <laughs> the five-year plan is, well, each year I'd like to double my sales. So that's ingrained into my brain. Um, I know that's aiming kind of high. because it You know, actually, that's so on point when you said double your sales. For the uh, disruptive innovation that we have, the conference coming up in Irvine later this year, we have an international speaker, Eric Fang, and uh, Rana's pretty humble. She's actually going to be one of the speakers at the event herself. But Eric Fang, wait. international speaker, he uh, has his whole platform and business philosophy based on doubling your sales. And um, I'm pretty excited to see him and also share some of his fruits. But when you said double your sales, it is not thinking too big. You know, entrepreneurs that are successful, they got to keep thinking bigger. So I completely agree. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. I'd rather aim high and fall short than aim low and, and go further. Well, I guess either way, it's not bad. But <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Right now, I know you're big on social media. And you said when we first started getting into the conversation, you said it's so important. And there's a lot of people that aren't on social media in business in particular, what would you give or what would you tell people to do to get started if they're thinking about going into social media for their business? Like, give like one or two takeaways or like how could you just start your social media? Okay, um, I think it's absolutely essential for you to start a social media if you're going to have your own business because like I said, it's the billboard of 2018. One of my tips would be to utilize hashtags. If uh, listeners aren't familiar with what hashtags are, it's essentially a database that collects all of the photos associated with that particular word that's used as the hashtag. For example, home, if you use that as your hashtag, every single person who's ever used it on that image as a hashtag, it'll all fall into this photo album, essentially. Yeah. Um, they're the most important tool, in my opinion. Second would be geolocating, so making sure that the city is tagged or the location is tagged. Like, after I leave here, I'll be tagging Brea or All Mindset, um, and, and this is very important, too, because it'll hone in on the exact location that you're at, and all of the people that live there I do anyway, they frequently visit what's going on in their city because it's kind of taking over 
where you're going to go for dinner, where you're going to go for any kind of leisure activity, what parks are in the area, you just go to the hashtag Parks in Brea. Or you go to, if you know the specific name of a restaurant, you'll go type that in as a geolocation. And you look at all the photos of the food and people having fun there. So these two things need to be utilized. It's quite important. I actually put together a business plan for myself before I created my business social media. Good and for you. Thank you. Yeah, I just spent like eight hours of diving <laughs> deep into research, Googling this, Googling that. Oh, Google is an epic tool. People forget Oh, yeah. But you can just Google any question you really have in the world. GTS. That's what we call GTS. But I'll tell you what that means later. <laughs> it's good. It's Google that-ish. Google, Google that, that stuff. stuff. Uh, GTS. Google that stuff. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I learned that. Actually... I, picked, I picked that up from my mom, by the way. I asked her a lot of questions. She said, you know what, Sina? You need to GTS it. And I was like, what does it mean? And when she told me, I was like, all right, I, I got to stop asking you questions. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Your mom is oh, she's, she's, she's a tough she... lady. She's a tough lady, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So you were telling us about uh, how you mapped out your social media business plan. Mm -hmm. Has the, the blueprint of executing that as it was? I mean, to a T, and it actually did catch some attention from other businesses, similar to the attention. It sure, that it picked up from us, absolutely. Um, and they asked me to run their marketing and advertising via social media. Good for you. So now I do it for two separate companies. Wow. Yeah, and I, I take care of all of their social media. Such a business. such a busy entrepreneur. I'm yeah, very busy. That's cool. That's <laughs> but it's cool. fun. I'd rather be busy than bored. You've been uh, licensed for just over three years, and uh, from our previous conversation before we went live, you shared that the firm that you're currently with right now isn't the one that you started with. Um, how important is it to be part of a team or how important is culture to you when it comes to, to the organization that you choose to work with? Oh, it's vital. I think it's really important to be part of a happy, positive atmosphere, whether that's the team or the office. You need to feel good going into the office. That's utmost importance because the people around you give you the energy and the vibe that kind of leads you throughout your day. It's important to own that yourself, of course, and you be the one that exudes the positivity, but some people can be draining and it's important to keep the right company. And energy suckers, that's what we call them, the drain energy suckers. Good one, yeah. So are you, you currently building a team, part of a team? Do you want to share with, with those that are listening maybe what's going on with you yeah, at this current moment? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So when I, I first got quite serious about my career, I joined a great team. Um, since then, I've moved on as a solo artist. And then I am excited to uh, announce that, yeah, I'm joining the McMonagle team for the show Real Estate Wars on Bravo TV. Not necessarily that I'll be on the show, but that i You probably I'll will be. Yeah, on, on the team. <laughs> I'm excited. Exciting. So it's a, it's a fun step in... A good direction. That's awesome. Congratulations. So were you seeking them out because of their fame of being on Bravo TV or? No, no, not at all. Okay. Um, no, it was it was a mutual understanding between us that it's going to be good for the both of us. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's cool. So I, I know we talked about where you see yourself in like three or five years. I know you just started this new venture right now. What if we talk a lot about legacy over here? Um, how do you want people to, to remember you? Uh, uh, in the long run, like what you've done over the course of your whole career, what is it really important people think of? Um, okay, so to answer that, I would say my integrity and compassion. I think above all, what's most important in life is to keep a good heart, and certain things can distract that. And, uh, the like that, there's a distraction right there. There's a distraction. Instagram, what's up? Yes. We just threw up a live right there. That's what that was, was awesome. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. It was a fun distraction. So fun distractions are okay. Yeah. But, uh, but sometimes you get preoccupied 
with uh, making money or maybe just just the wrong things sometimes and the most important thing in life is keeping a good heart what is your overall goal and whatever you put out you do get back I'll say that as firmly as Mm -hmm. I can what you put out you do get back so just be good and do good and I want to be remembered for doing good I guess as easily as I can put it and um, integrity and keeping others best interests at heart 100% I agree yeah so that's definitely karma. What you give, I guess you get. Of course. I, yeah. Share with us, you know, you being a successful younger millennial female entrepreneur, I'm sure that there are so many others out there that would love to follow your footsteps. Do you ever get reached out to by people who want to join the business and sort of come to you for guidance or want to be part of what you're doing? Yes. Yes, I do. And I wish so much that I had the time and manpower to reach out and respond to each person individually um, some of it has become a little bit overwhelming with how how much people reach out so I'm really ecstatic to be a speaker at the disruption tour because this gives me an opportunity to answer all of the questions that are being asked regularly and I can address each one of the concerns and and advices that these younger entrepreneurs are asking of me um, and, and deliver it to the masses all at once so i'm really excited to to leverage that tool that you've given me i love that disrupt tour and if you guys don't know about check it out disrupttour.com i definitely want to uh thank you rana for spending your day with us coming out here um you know sharing with us some of the tools tactics secrets that so many people just don't have the access to learn and and be able to apply so pretty selfless of you to do that what are maybe some some final words or words of wisdom that you'd like to leave with those that are listening on this segment? Okay, um, just remember to believe in yourself. I got a little passionate there. Just if you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to own your own time and start your own business, just go for it because you have to try. And if you fail, then that's all right because you just get right back up and you do it again. And in the words of Yoda, you do or do not. There is no try. That's, <laughs> awesome. Do not. that's awesome. The words of Yoda, you do or you do not. Well, you guys, it's your boy again, Sina Azari, CEO accredited with Chris Franchino over at the All Mindset Studio. Rana Zand, keep crushing out there in the RE space. It's been Thank a pleasure connecting with you, and we look forward to seeing you at the Disrupt Tour. Me too. Thank Sorry you so if I'm much. not up to par. I'm a little... No apologies. <laughs> Be safe out there, Thank fam. Thank you. See you guys. Bye.